XX Equals is a focused, user-centered innovation collective within Canadi Ford, and this is our podcast. Our aim is to close the gap between perception and reality when designing for women. So jump in and join us as we talk to some of the leaders, experts, and trailblazers in this space. Hello and welcome to XX Equals. And today I am joined by the incredible Hayley Maynard from the XX Equals team, uh, senior designer at KD. How long have you been with us now, Hayley? Is it four years? Yeah, four-ish years at the moment. And um, and the equally incredible Joe Barnard, who is the founder of Marama. And Hayley and I are going to ask her lots of questions that have been mulling around in our, our brains for some time. Um, I'm particularly keen that um, Hayley sort of asks most of these questions as coming from the design and expertise area. And obviously that's um, that's Joe's background too. So um, I think most of you know who I am. I'm Mel Hall, CEO of Canadian 4 and founder of XX Equals. Um, I am not a designer and that's not something I like to admit very often, but it is uh, absolutely true because I still feel a little bit of a second class citizen after 20 years. I do have some opinions about design, but um, but I've never been allowed the creative cloud suite, probably for a really, really good reason. Um, and they definitely keep me off the CAD. Um, so, uh, yeah, all wise. But um, maybe if I just kick off, Joe, with sort of asking you a little bit about your background and um, sort of where you studied and a bit about your journey so far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I... Uh, grew up in the West Midlands. I studied um, art, maths, physics, and initially sports um, at uh, AS level. Mm-hmm. And and then I switched from, fortunately, switched from sports science to product design, uh, which was the best thing I ever did. And I went on to study at Brunel University, um, which was uh, probably yeah I absolutely loved it I mean I can't compare I've never studied at any other university but it was it was being so close to London I think was a really good kind of entry into the industry within the city and managed to land a placement in between my second and third year at uh, a design agency right in the heart of London which mm-hmm. I learned an absolute kind of um, well definitely learned more in that one year uh, placement than I did uh, on the three-year course not to say that I wouldn't recommend going to university but you know nothing beats experience on the job and after I graduated I was set on becoming a freelance designer I was I was like yeah I don't want to work for anybody else I I figured that my one year in in a, in a consultancy was enough to to set me up um, and being young and naive I just was like yeah I'm going for that managed to get myself a part-time job as a design assistant to cover the bills, which meant that I could have the comfort to to work on my own stuff. And then a year after graduating, um, a friend of mine who, from university, who had always said, like we'd always said to each other, one day we'll set up our own agency. And you know, in the way that I think every young designer says, yeah, one day I'm gonna have my own agency, uh, said to me, look, look, why don't we just do it? Like we, he was, flitting between internships and freelancing in between. And I, I didn't have a, any kind of permanent position. So we just combined, like pulled our network, pulled our resources and set up Marama. That's a really brave thing to do, Joe. Mm. A really brave thing to do. And I think 
one of the things that we we talk about a lot in Canning the Gap, which is the the, the organisation Haley and I are both part of, with um, focused on women in leadership, is confidence mm. and the challenge around confidence. What gave you that confidence? I think if I'm going to be brutally honest, Rob did, uh, <laughs> and I think that I would, there was definitely slight more reservedness on my side. I he tends to be the one that jumps in to everything both with both feet and I that I'm a little bit more methodical in the way that I think although I do also you know, do take risks they're just more calculated um obviously a year after we started the company he left and there was this this transition period where I was like that confidence that that kind of um support the, the person who always just says yes go for it wasn't there anymore and so that I think that was definitely the hardest the hardest kind of yeah um period of 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 my life so far and definitely of Marama's journey how how did that feel I think because I had a I had a similar scenario when um when I took over at KD I had um a sort of a partner in crime um our, our chief design officer and and he gave me, I completely agree with what you're saying, Jay. He gave me the confidence I think I needed to that point because I just didn't I didn't have it in myself. I do remember this one point when I was walking down the road and we were we were up visiting private equity houses in London looking for funding to buy out the, the exiting directors. And we'd had some really great offers mm. on the business in terms of supporting and partnering with us and 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 it was only I think at that point when these people who didn't know me were prepared to give me millions of pounds that I actually thought, okay, I must be okay at this. I must be able to do this. But it was, I mean, I look back at it now and it just feels like that's insane. Mm. That, you know, where you you have so many other people who will just just try, you know, try it and think, what's the worst that can happen? I'll do something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's definitely it, it took a while to mm-hmm. to build that confidence uh to to really step into the shoes and feel like I belonged in them mm-hmm. and I think it's only in the last kind of 18 months that I really feel that I'm can, can own my role and, yeah. and and I think there's to be honest there's definitely a, a, an age consideration there mm-hmm. like I often I'm in a room with people older than me um I have employees older than me I peers who are you know similarly running agencies within within London um, and within the UK are kind of some of them old enough to be my parents and 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 so there is a there's I wouldn't say like full-on imposter syndrome but there's definitely a sort of feeling that I would need to to earn my place at that I've had have needed to earn my place at that table and and I think there are a lot of there are young designers who come out of university and, and set up an agency. And when I say that, like they have, they don't use their name, you know, as a freelancer, they set, they, they, um, you know, work under a, a studio name. Mm-hmm. And, um, and obviously it, from an outsider's perspective, it can be quite different, to, difficult to distinguish, you know, one, one from another. And, and that's obviously the intention. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we are a team of eight. So I would say that we are, you know, we're nowhere near KD size, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, maybe one day. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're growing and I, and I think it was always important for me to have a team. And, and when Rob left, that, uh, that support from the team was, was definitely kind of everything you know it, it became everything and, and it meant that Marama grew from 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 the team rather than um from a, a 
kind of two founders that were sort of dictating what happened next. And how's that growth journey been? Because I think from what I'm personally unpicking and add to this, it feels like there's been an emotional journey for you alongside the kind of physical journey of actually setting up the studio and growing the number of people. So how's that journey been on both sides of that coin? I mean, emotionally, it's been really difficult. I think the thing that you have when you're young is naivety. And that's the Mm -hmm. one thing that sort of keeps you going. And people say it's a negative, but honestly, it's 100% like a positive. Um, Obviously, Mm -hmm. a certain, I wouldn't want a doctor who's completely naive to operating. Um, But at the same time, there's an element of confidence that comes with not knowing fully like all of the risks involved and all of the challenges in setting a company up of any kind of company. and so I, um, th- that sort of kept me, has kept me going because I've, I had no real understanding of what, of what this, this should, should be like and how it should go. And so my experience is the only one I know. And, um, but yeah, I think obviously looking back, there's been periods of my life where, and the journey that have been particularly challenging and, and like a lot of sleepless nights. And there was, I think for the first three years, it definitely was like a struggle. Um, Mm -hmm. Just making sure that you, because you, you know, naturally you need a portfolio to prove your worth, but it takes you so long to build that portfolio up Mm -hmm. that it's just a constant sales pitch to try and kind of get those jobs in. And so, and and to get the jobs in that are, you you really, really believe in rather than having to take work just because you really need the money. And I think, but it's definitely we hit like an inflection point I would say kind of this time last year Um, Mm -hmm. I mean maybe it happened before I hadn't recognized it but yeah Yeah. and suddenly everything sort of just became a lot easier I definitely had a few projects launching last year that really helped and um and and the teams kind of yeah just just, it doubled in size um and I think that's yeah it's suddenly everything's starting to come kind of feel like we're out of the other side of the woods and um it's very exciting Nice. And I think um, for me, what I really love there is actually you being quite open about some of your vulnerabilities and some of the things that have been really hard. Um, I think sometimes personally, my own experience of being in the design industry is sometimes it is really difficult and you've got the constant pressure of flitting between projects and consultancies and clients. And you're still trying to balance being creative on the side of all of those kind of practicalities and day to day um kind of experiences so it it is a challenge it's not easy to be creative day in day out even on like a Tuesday when it's chucking it down with rain and you're not in the best mood because of something or whatever so um it's just quite nice I think particularly as a female to actually just hear that it's okay to find things quite challenging at times but it's that kind of perseverance and the team around you that seems to um make a big difference so thank you for that Joe. um I know your team is quite Um, gender diverse which is um, amazing do you think that offers your team any kind of advantages or disadvantages or anything you've got to be mindful of I definitely think it's an advantage to have a a gender diverse team Mm. we've been working on a project lately that's that's like it's a wearable Um, Mm -hmm. there's there's a hand hand um, component to it so a handheld component and then a wearable uh, aspect that goes around the body Mm -hmm. and it's it's supposed to be a unisex product and so just for nothing else than just having a five foot two female and a six foot two male in the room at any one time to be able to test work together find solutions together mm-hmm. understand each other's like experience of the prototyping that we're going through um 
is immediately going to result in a better product mm. so so for no i mean no other reason than than that and then also obviously the the natural preferences that that, that are obviously going to be different from from both of those people in terms mm -hmm. of aesthetic user experience um you know colors materials finishes all of those things mm. uh, so you're just able to find a little bit more of a balance that 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 will then translate into being becoming a more appealing and um, better product for for customers in the long run so I think that's really important uh, there's still obviously a lack of diversity in my team in that we are all white um, mm -hmm. we're not all British uh, but definitely like there's still work to be done um, and you know we're kind of working on that but I yeah I mean it's it when you when you know you know like it's really difficult to explain to an all-male agency why there's something missing there mm -hmm. but when you have a diverse team you just know that it's the right decision and yeah if I honestly I could give any advice to any male dominated or like agency particularly ones where there's not even a single you know representation of of women in the team it's like do something about it because as soon as you have done it you'll know immediately that it was the best decision you made i think it's also really important that that we we get women in senior level positions mm. because for a whole a whole raft of reasons and i understand that for various reasons there's not so many in our industry and i actually i i looked this up this is how this is how nerdy i am joe i spent a saturday night a few weeks ago going through company's house to see all the directors of our key competitors and i sort of just randomly picked 10 of our sort of what i what we hit the agencies we come up against most and there was 53 directors and there was three women in that and um, two of them may have been married to other directors, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to comment on that. Um, but I think I understand that in some cases you have to um, focus on potential rather than achievement in terms of those hires. But equally, um, some of the best hires we've brought into our business have been on that basis. I think if you can bring a, a woman in at the top, everything make everything falls into place because mm. it's very very difficult for for a young female who's just left university to to join an all male team and be that first female hire. Mm -hmm. Whereas someone who's obviously more seasoned in the industry is going to have the confidence to walk in and and shake things up a little bit mm -hmm. and uh, and be able to hold their own in that environment. And then naturally they will be able to hire women i mean i have never ever had a problem hiring women mm -hmm. and it's and not because i'm going actively going out there to look it's just the you know, the, the the cvs come in and there's a good mix to choose from mm -hmm. and i think that's that's obviously to do with the fact that we've created an environment that is appealing for women to join it's run by women um it's there's we're a 50 50 split uh, the lead designer's female and you know the way that obviously because it's a it's a woman writing that job application it's naturally going to be I mean it's I obviously check it with my male account uh, kind of uh, equal within the company just to make sure it's not biased the other direction but yeah. uh but yeah I mean you, we're creating that environment that they want to join and I think I think that other agencies need to just learn from that mm. can I just ask you one really random question which is where did the name Mar Marama come from <laughs> Um, 
There are certain things I think in life you shouldn't worry too much about. And naming the company was one of those. We literally just used a random word generator to find a word that we could get a domain name for 99p. And that's literally it. That's the only, that's the story. But it's a really good name. It yeah. sounds great. It's got Thanks. a lovely, it's got a mellifluous tone to it. Yeah, I think it, the main thing for us is that it had to look nice. And it had yeah. to, there's not too much ambiguity with regards to the pronunciation. Although some people forget how many R's and M's are in it. Uh, but yeah, it looks nice. It all sits on the same level and uh, it starts with an M, which is quite a strong letter. Nice. Fascinating. Um, it's great to hear about the culture at Marama and how you've kind of um, consciously looked at that to make sure that's inclusive and then is attracting women. Is there any um, key points of difference there that you might offer advice to another agency or maybe someone who's growing their agency or even someone like a graduate like yourself, that's maybe building one up? Um, as how to be kind of mindful of protecting that kind of culture and getting the right environment. I think that there's, it's understandably difficult as as a you know as a man it, as the leader of of an agency to perhaps be as clear on how to nurture and um, I guess be a mentor to to young female designers. And so I think the most important thing I'd say is reach out to other women who are your peers and mm -hmm. I'm always open if anyone wants to talk to me about how they can best support like young female designers because it may be that they just don't really know how to provide the support um to how to to get the best out of a, of a young female over a young male because they can't necessarily put themselves in their shoes mm -hmm. um it may be that they just don't know what's going on and I but there are women in leadership positions within the agency within the agency world and and so just talk to them. Like, you don't have to try and work it all out internally. This is a discussion that we should be having across the industry. So I'd say that's probably my bit of advice. Fascinating. No, I totally agree. I think we need to involve as many men in this conversation as physically possible. I know it's um, us women here at the moment, but actually, yeah, I would encourage anyone to just reach out. I've um, personally mentored quite a lot of the placement students and the younger um, junior members of the design team at KD. And it's been something that I've absolutely relished but equally it's something that I'm very aware that when I was a junior um, at that time there was a mid-level but there was no um, kind of senior um, female at that time and it's quite nice to just have someone that you can uh, look up to and kind of see yourself in I think that's really important um, and there is a different level of connection there that I can't quite explain I remember um, I won't name names but one of them um, Recently, I was chatting to and I was like, are you OK? And then she felt open to tell me that actually she was having just really bad period pains. And she was like, I just got off a client call for an hour. And she was like, I feel naff. I was like, that's absolutely fine. I was like, take 15 minutes, do what you need to do, whether it's ibuprofen, a cup of tea, a hot water bottle, whatever it is. But equally, the recognition that I got it and she felt open to saying that. But I also encouraged her. So I was like, you should be able to say that to any member of the KD team anyone should be able to support you and that open environment of just being able to say that kind of conversation actually makes a difference yeah um, because yeah we all need to be open about our kind of personal vulnerabilities as well on that is there any advice that you'd give to kind of young female designers I know you've spoken um on a few other podcasts about this but actually it'd be nice to just dig into this a little bit deeper I think that obviously as a as a young female as I mentioned this before on on the design trees podcast like you do have a lot of opportunities within the industry because agencies if they're not they should well be looking you know to to bring on 
um, more females onto their team. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, you are quite in quite a strong position. But I think it's also really important just to, to you know, to keep pushing yourself, keep learning, keep like, believing that you can achieve um, kind of, you know, a lot of things. And this goes to all grads, obviously, with regards to, you know, your aspirations as, as a designer. It, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that you can start your own agency. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that you can start your own startup with the design that, off the back of the design that you've created. It, if you're more business minded, then perhaps that direction is appealing to you. Or, um, it, you know, it, it, there's really like the world is your oyster, but you've just got to keep learning, keep pushing yourself, keep practicing, honing your skills, and and don't be, um, you know, don't be ad- uh, adverse to taking a position. That, like, as I said, like I started off as a design assistant. All mm-hmm. I did was be a CAD monkey. But the benefit that it's provided to me in my career has been incredible because I now can 3D model literally anything, and you know I can put anything into kind of render render like um, my rendering's quite good, and and those skills never go away. So I would just be like, don't pigeonhole yourself or don't think that you can't do anything. Um, but at the same time, I don't know where I'm going with this. I think it's just like. You know, just dream big and and really push yourself to think that those things can be achieved. I think you were going in a really good place, Joe. I have to say, I, I I couldn't agree more. And I think, I think that point that you make about continuing to learn is so key. And actually, regardless of whatever stage of your career you're in, um, you have to keep learning because otherwise, you know, you're just dead in the water, really, aren't you? And and I think it's um, you know, it's really important that. Whilst I think there is there is probably more of an onus in product design for female designers to need to lean in and and actually you know have to um, have to kind of call it out a little. There's also we need to have you know the point of what we're trying to do here is also put some of that onus on the businesses and and help them understand what they can do. Um, and like you said, I think that point you made around um, looking externally within the industry is hugely important too, um, because you know whether it's sponsorship or whether it's mentoring or coaching, you know all of those things will help people understand and begin to realise their own potential. And you know a lot of the stuff we do at Kenning the Gap is it's not just mentoring, but it's it's a it's a big facet of what we do there. Have you, Joe, had um, a mentor or coach in your career so far? Um, I would not officially, as in I've I've reached out to various uh, agency founders and sort of had regular kind of coffees just to be able to have someone to talk to or to vent, but. I've even asked if any of them would be a mentor or some some form of mentor, and they've said, "Do you know what? We've got with they saw themselves as too equal, and I think perhaps I was looking in the wrong place." Um, but so no, I mean not officially. I've never had. I've I've always I've been looking, and I think something you said, Haley. Um, I've been really looking for a woman to talk to um, mm-hmm. because there just isn't. But there, I couldn't really find anybody. Um, so yeah, I have. I've no. I've not had any. I've, it's all been internal um, support from my team, and rather than anyone external. I recently did bring on a business advisor for for a few months um, to help me kind of get the business sorted, and that was really helpful and acted very much as a sounding board um, for for my thoughts and and concerns and worries and ideas. Uh, but um, it, not so much in a mentorship kind of official position. 
I think, you know, I think, I mean, I, I'm a great believer. I've, I'm, I've, I've failed quite, quite dismally as well at trying to find, um, I did have a mentor a few years back, um, but, and I've recently engaged with a coach, but, um, but uh, yeah, I, I've failed. I think I'm probably in the same boat, Joe, where I've kind of been looking for a senior woman in the industry and, and, and yeah, that was, that was thin pickings. So, um, but I, you know, I still really advocate it. I think particularly mm. in the earlier stages of your career, but actually in any stage and the way we talk about it at KD is we've got, you know, to be a really good sort of rounded consultant. And I know, I know this is sort of, I think you have a similar view, Joe, from conversations I've, I've heard or conversations we've had historically around um, it being brilliant at your expertise and what you do is the core foundation of that. But you also have to have those other two, two points, which are the commercial understanding and how that fits within sort of the overarching, um, you know, objectives and relationship building and being able to communicate in an effective way as well and um and often i think you know there isn't that sort of holistic view always put and you know i'm not going to go into education or anything we haven't got time for that today that's a, that's a, that's a separate conversation but there needs to be um recognition at least that there are those other angles that that need to need to sort of be focused on as well yeah definitely especially like for me i think obviously i do do kind of maintain as much um, of a role in the creative as I can mm. but there's so to, to be honest I mean and design in, in general is is so much about this but my role specifically is it's all about people it's all mm. about those understanding how to communicate how to um, empathize understand put be able to put someone's put yourself in someone else's shoes and and see things from their perspective and um, and really kind of yeah act on the client's behalf within the within the team um when we're working on projects and and all those things yeah it's, it, it's so difficult to you know they're just life skills I guess in a way but but uh they're when when your business is kind of reliant on them then you need to be, find a way to develop them and, and ensure that they're you know as strong as the creative aspect of it and I think you know, that's that's the difference between being a freelancer where you can you are just by yourself you know providing a service as a single person and then and then running a team you've also got obviously all, all of the challenges that come with that but the, the people aspect of it is 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 a massive yeah 100% is that I think that there needs to be that self-awareness that we are the sum of our parts you know we're, we're literally we don't we don't produce widgets that fall off the end of a production line we are the people in the business and you know that's what you're going to live and die by as a business. So I think no, I think that's a really a really important point. Haley, I'm sure you've got a couple more questions for Jay that we can squeeze in. Um, well, I just wanted to um, build on that slightly because I've always had the perspective and kind of built up over the past couple of years that actually it's a really simple formula to get a consultancy or a design business to work, and it's just really great people, and then the environment to enable them to thrive. It's not like a lot of people like kind of overthink it or whatever, but I'm like at the core of it, that's what we're looking for. Um, and I think actually gender diversity and diversity as a whole plays a massive part in that, um, especially as we look for kind of, um, you might be looking for a, a competitive edge over other consultancies or um, it's just, it's such, a, it shouldn't be an advantage at the moment, but sadly it is. Um, but actually I'm intrigued because I know that Varama is slightly more focused on startups um so 
is there any equal representation of women in startups? Does that affect your kind of client base? I'm just intrigued to see how that um, also plays into that kind of scenario. Um, yeah, I mean, just before this call, I was looking back at some of the projects, you know, the mm. last kind of 30 projects that we've worked on. And I think out of 30, there's maybe about seven that were are run by women. Mm -hmm. um, and if I look back at the last eight, I actually think that four of them are female led, uh, mm -hmm. which is so, so, you know, it depends how far back you go. And actually further back than that, there was a lot more men. So, so I don't know whether there's been a change or whether we're just, um, I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you why, but uh, obviously the fundamental fact is it's still significantly, significantly lower um, women founders than men. Um, I mean, we've worked with some incredible companies that have been founded by women. I mean, LV is one of them. Uh, and we designed kind of something along alongside their team. And, um, uh, but um, yeah, it's definitely an, an underrepresented. And we really, I actually really like working with a female founded startup. Um, there's something a little bit different about the way that they run. They still want to push, but it's not aggressive, um, uh, which, which is, I mean, maybe for better or worse in the startup world. But um, the other thing that I definitely point out is that we have worked with so, so few, I would say like probably around 2% of them are people of color, mm -hmm. um, which is, yeah, again, like a severe underrepresentation um, yeah. and you know, un, un, below of what it should be. Um, and so, yeah, I, it, there's definitely, there's, there's across leadership and business, like founders across all industries, I think there's, um, it, there's a lack of diversity. Joe, we're going we're going to at the end of this month launch an initiative that we've been working on for a few months, which is around uh, how we can how we can open up our industry to ethnic minorities. And um, and we've been uh, one of our team, Sunny. He's been working with lots of the universities in sort of getting their feedback and and builds into the program. And the purpose of it is we're going to run it ourselves this year and and have five five um, paid and sort of placements plus a, a cash initiative um, within the business. But the, the overarching view is that we want to open source it so we mm -hmm. can open it up to the industry so we can say, this is a programme, we know this works, um, do you want to take a placement or do you want to take five mm -hmm. placements or however many it is, um, with a view to then we can really start to drive some, some change through the industry. So I will most definitely be putting you on the email list for that. Definitely, sounds amazing. Right, Hayley, last question time. I can't believe we've been talking for as long as we have. Um, I was just going to finish up. So I was like, actually, it's been lovely to hear about your journey, where the team is now, um, where the industry is now. Is there any advice that you would give your younger self or is there anything that you would like to end on and kind of wrap up with? Oh, advice my younger self. Um, I think I think something that I've done a lot more probably due to the pandemic mm. is reach out to talk to people and although we can't see each other face to face it's so easy to have a 20 minute conversation now yeah and everybody's comfortable with just jumping on a zoom call or meets or google hangouts or whatever um and 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 kind of giving up a little chunk of their day just to get to know somebody new that has really it's been an amazing um, experience to build my network and and uh, and I don't I obviously cannot say whether this would have happened as easily had it not been for the pandemic so if there's one good thing that's it but 
um I would say to my younger self do that as early as possible like I should have done it years ago because it's mm-hmm. given me a lot of confidence it's helped me really understand where Marama sits better within the industry and mm-hmm. it's also been able just to like talk to other people who are going through similar things it may not be because they're starting a business but you know emotional things whether it's to do with how to still be creative when you're stuck at home or uh managing a team and dealing with the the challenges that come with supporting the mental health of your team in this situation and just it's just been an incredible um kind of journey for me over the last I'd say like six to nine months where I've been actively trying to speak with um and I mentioned this on on another podcast I did where I was trying to speak to a stranger a week mm-hmm. uh, and yeah I'd say to my to my younger self like don't just do that as early as possible don't think that you don't have anything to offer somebody you know reach out have a cup of tea um and uh I think the reason I've done it now is because I feel as if I'm more confident in who I am and Mm -hmm. but I think that you can it sort of accelerated that process so being able to talk to other people and put helps you in a way work out who you are I think that is brilliant advice Mm. and I need to take that advice myself as well Thank you so much, Joe. That has been really, really interesting. We could go on, I have no doubt, but um, but we will call it today. And um, and yeah, thanks again for, for joining us today. No worries. It's been a lovely conversation on a sunny Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening, please rate, review and subscribe and keep your eyes peeled for our next episode. 